Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the show. Today, we're talking about mentalization with Jane Lowsby. My name is Chris Sutton. This is Mental Conversations. I'm sure I can be so Take a good look. Boom, and we're live. Um, so I'm sat looking at the beautiful smiley face of Jane Lowsby. Um, Jane, thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I really genuinely appreciate it. Well, thank you, Chris. No, it's a pleasure to to join you. And um, when I was asked, I suppose there was a little ha- apprehension, yeah. um, thinking, oh, I wonder what you're going to ask me, I wonder what this is going to be about. And um, it was really nice, actually, to listen to a couple of your podcasts before coming on and just getting a real sense of, um, yeah, just your style, actually, and um, what you do. And interestingly, thinking about mental health in general and you know, there's, for me, there's quite a serious slant to that. And mm. what I've really liked about listening to the to the podcasts that I have, there's some humour that gets brought in. And, you know, thinking about me and my role and what we do, humour is so important to bring something natural into mm. the room. So that's... Oh, I appreciate really- that. I mean, I, like, when I started this, so, you know, um, I know you know a bit about me, but so I'd been through a period of depression. I'd been away from work for a few months. And um, and when I came back and I to work and I started feeling a bit better, I was looking at ways I could kind of help other people. And I started a peer-to-peer support group at work, which kind of exploded and became this huge wow. thing thing now for like thousands of people, basically. And um, And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll change the world. And so, <laughs> so the three people that listen to this, their worlds are being absolutely changed. Um, but, but yeah, but I, I'm a bit silly. So I'm kind of like, well, look, you don't, I went through a really depressing time, but actually I wouldn't have wanted to listen to something that was necessarily always really somber. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's kind of where it's born from is like, I know that some of the subjects and even things we might talk about can be yes. really serious. And, yeah. you know, and I, I don't laugh at, people and the things that they're going through but it's kind of you know if you can listen to something that's quite light-hearted it can be an easier Mm -hmm. way to digest some difficult stuff Um, so so I was fascinated about this so we through a mutual friend who we both we both like quite a lot um just a little bit (laughs) she um (laughs) she's my favorite person in the world um she said mentalization and I was like what and she was like, yeah. mentalization. Talk to Jane about mentalization. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah. what 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 is it? What is that? It's really, you know, I think um when we hear that term mentalization, um, and I remember being introduced to it, gosh, I'm looking, I suppose, about eight, nine years ago, um, when I worked in a therapeutic community. Um, which was quite an intensive three-day um, therapy program, which 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 was the modality of treatment then was very much psychodynamic psychotherapy, and this new buzzword came about as mentalization, and um, this is an evidence-based um, modality of treatment that works really well with the client group that we work with, and. Um, this is what you're going to be doing going forward. And that was a, a really scary thought because none of us had heard of it. What are you talking about? What is this thing? And we all got sent down as clinicians to the Anna Freud Centre in London, which is 
um, another centre of excellence that works with families and children. It's uh, they do lots of training for lots of different things. And the the the, the founders of mentalisation, Anthony Bateman and Peter Fonagy, um, were there in front of us teaching us about mentalisation. And I was sat there thinking, this is what we do anyway and you've just given it a new name you know um but actually it isn't it's a lot more than that a lot more than that but what it is is very much it's it's I want to say it's a very simple concept but it but it it's much more integrate than that um in that um it's it's very much about um how our mind how our minds work mm-hmm. And what I'm, what our minds tell us about how we're thinking, how we're feeling, and how we behave as individuals, but also telling us what other people, what other people's minds are doing, how they think, how they feel, and how their minds work. Um, so it's about how we experience our relationships. It's about how we communicate with each other. Hmm. You know, we're doing this now very naturally. You know, you're listening to me. You're you're being very polite and considerate and nodding appropriately when I'm talking to you. You look interested. You will ask questions and you'll be curious. And that's how relationships work, don't they, that that, that we do that with each other. And it's essential in our day-to-day life because it's how we, we get along in our relationships. It's how we communicate. Um, but, it, but, but factors come into that that makes it... Um, easier or not I think for a lot lot of people's particularly about our emotions and our emotional state our state of mind will have an impact on how we are we mentalize or not right yeah so um we we will dis- we will we will talk about this with our patients and you know we've we've got our own capacities for want of a better word in how well we can mentalize or not in any given day at any given time so it's about processing then is it like that processing what someone's saying and how they're feeling by kind of sensory acuity of kind of yeah that yeah. That, the, that kind of thing those and those social cues and what we pick up you know those facial expressions the way we look at each other what we see what we think what we feel and for those of us i think the difficulty is is if you've not had um, you know, we, we think about mentalising cultures in families. So if we're fortunate enough to be in a, a culture within a family where your emotional states are acknowledged and they're soothed or they're thought about or they're challenged, um, you know, that, that helps that helps us as, as, as children go on into our adult life to, d- to develop and, and think in our relationships but if you haven't had that and that's and they're the, they're the people I work with those individuals right. that haven't had they haven't had that modeling or that role modeling um of you know how we think how we feel how we talk to each other um what may be in each other's minds without making and unfortunately what happens is we, we if we don't have those role models and we can't think in those ways we make assumptions yeah but that's dangerous when you assumptions are very dangerous can I ask you a personal question yes yeah because uh one of the reasons I was excited most excited about you coming on this is because uh when we met we Mm. were away on like a a a family 
uh, weekend away with a group a group of people and yeah. uh and i i remember going to bed and saying to to my other half oh, i want to be jane and the way she talks to her son <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> because was... my kids were running around like crazy people and and i'm sure i was going like no oh, go to bed like or like actually they're great going to bed but i'm sure i was kind of like oh i hope people don't think this and all that assumption you know making assumptions yeah. around, oh people yeah. are going to think this because they've not joined in that and whatever and your son did something i can't remember what it was and um but it was something you weren't very happy about but you spoke to him in such a calm manner and you were kind and you were but you were very clear that it wasn't acceptable what he was what mm. he had done and mm. his reaction wasn't to strop off wasn't to, he accept he accepted it and then you mm. moved on and i yes. was like yeah. that's like i was like has someone just done some voodoo over there in the corner <laughs> how has how has he not thrown something and run away but if mm. you but what from what you're saying like if that's something that you kind of in, engender all the time yeah. in your relationship yeah. then that's yeah. what you get back isn't it oh gosh yeah i think it's so and it's interesting you know having worked in it for as long as i have and having my son ethan and Oh, as you, uh, I'm sure you could get on, on a daily basis like me, you know, especially at this age, he's 10, he comes home every day and there's conversations of, you know, X treated Y like this and such and such is not very nice and not very kind. And, you know, we can we can fall into that trap, I think, of, well, that's because he's not a very nice boy or maybe because it's this, but getting him to wonder a little bit about what might be going on for this you know, yes, at the end of the day, he may be, he or she may be not a nice child or they may, that might be part of their personality, but there's something about not having that certainty in our minds that this is how somebody is. Um, and I think it's really, really important, really important to be able to do that. You know, I, feel like I can hear myself. So what is it? What do you think might be going on for them today? I wonder yeah. if what else could have this be about? You know, and equally, when he feels, he feels the same. Um, it ultimately, for me, that's like that. Um, I love this expression. Like people are not their behaviour. You know, yes. that's not that's not who that person is. Now, unfortunately, no. because you know, because of the different social conditions that people come from and the different mm. backgrounds they come mm. from, it may be that their behaviour is repetitive when they're around you, yeah. and therefore you're like. It's very difficult to step backwards and go, yeah, I appreciate maybe there's a nice person under there. But when they're, if their behavior is continually disruptive to you and your comfort zone, if you like, then that can be a, it can be a real challenge. But the key there is what you say, which is that just have that little bit of understanding that mm-hmm. this person's coming at this from a whole different raft of experiences, not just in their lives um, in general, but maybe just today. You know, maybe yeah. what's happened, maybe they've not slept well, maybe they've yes. eaten badly or not eaten yeah. at all, mm. you know, and, <laughs> you know. And, and, and that can be really hard sometimes, can't it? You know, for, for, for us as adults in, you know, in our day-to-day working life and you might have an interaction with somebody that you think, oh, gosh, where did that come from? You just have to step outside your own self for that moment and think, okay, maybe they got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Maybe they've just been cut up coming down the motorway or or something and it is is this really about me especially if you 
you get a sense of something. But I think for me, what's at the core when we think about mentalising and our capacity to do that, it's about having a, a real good and solid understanding of our, our um, states of mind and our emotional states because they're so connected because, you know, I will, I will say quite confidently my capacity to hold on to my own mind is quite high. Mm-hmm. I can I can have lots of stresses throughout my day before something goes and I think, oh, or I might snap at somebody or respond in a way that's really not like me, that they might say, oh, what's up with you today? <laughs> you know, and I think, oh, gosh, okay. And there'll be a catalogue of little things that's probably happened. And then, you know, that's saying the, the straw that's broke the camel back, I lose my, mm. my mentalising. Um, where for these individuals that I work with on a day-to-day basis, because they don't really have a, a good state of mind, they can't, you know, if you ask them, you know, as we do, so just think about emotions and name the seven different emotional states. Don't name two. And it's usually anger and sadness. Mm. And all the others. So where are all the others? That says a lot, doesn't it? And it, and yeah, and it's really sad. Really, it's really, sad. It is really sad. Are the other is bashful and doc in the other ones? Really? <laughs> <laughs> the other ones people forget. <laughs> but, the, uh, but but it is really sad though because mm. when you so I can, let me can I tell you a story? This is yeah. This, this is this. So I so when I was feeling unwell, and it's like a number of years ago now, I went on a mindfulness course. Some That's people might have heard me tell this story before, but. We were told to go on this, like to close our eyes and do this like meditation where I'll mm-hmm. speed it up for the purposes of this. But essentially you walk through a meadow and then you mm-hmm. got to the woods and you walk through the woods and you got to this stream and you sat on a rock and the rock was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was beautiful setting. It wasn't cold. It was exactly the temperature you want it to be. And it was the rock was really comfortable and the, the water was really soothing. And you just pick a leaf off this tree that's really that's mm-hmm. hanging there and then and whatever mm-hmm. thought comes into your mind, you place it on that leaf and you just yeah, let it wash yeah. down the wash down the river. And then yeah. and then even if it's the same thought that comes back, you pick another leaf off the tree and all the time breathing in and out. So you get the idea. And it's it's really lovely. Mm-hmm. And I still do this to this day. But mm-hmm. I, I but I do find it hard for this one very reason, because it makes me laugh. And one of the one of the people on the course you know, they went, the, the the like practitioner went around the room afterwards and said, like, how was it for you? And I was like, it's great, actually. I really liked it. Another person said, and I was a bit distracted because there was a car out the window and, you know, mm-hmm. they clearly yeah. didn't want to mm-hmm. engage. But this one guy was just hilarious. He he said, well, uh, well, I started walking through the meadow and uh, I'd taken my dog with me, but it got off the lead. He said, I'm, I'm, ending up, I'm chasing my dog around. He, you know, and, and he just went off on this big story, but he never even got to the river. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. just kind of like, that says so much about mm-hmm. your where your mind, mind. Is, yeah. that you're just like, I can't engage. You know, I was clearly a lot further forward in my journey and mm-hmm. was like, mm-hmm. okay. This might help me with my relaxation. This guy yeah. was like, no, but it was all his mind had taken him to somewhere. Yeah. Where and that's two really good examples of hypermentalizing. So that's how we would we would term that in terms of that hypermentalizing. That's when our mentalizing capacity is quite low. Where you're mm. describing, you could you could walk yourself through 
and go down the river and take it. So you was in a mentalizing state of mind. Right. Okay. Um, that, yeah. That's that's helpful. That makes sense because it did. It was helpful to me, mm. and I actually left the, that room. I was I went for six weeks, I think, and uh, I was thinking what. I think uh, maybe I shouldn't be here because like some of the other people in the room were really struggling to to do yeah. any of the techniques kind of thing. Um, so so how do you describe, you know, when you're saying so it's really important to be kind of in tune with your own mind. Mm -hmm. How do you do that exercise where you. Because you're I always I always get tripped up on this where you're thinking about your thoughts yeah yeah and what we i suppose what we encourage and and what our um our group therapy we, we say it's therapy but ba it's basically a um a, a teaching ground it's a place it's a safe place where people can come and check it out so this is what's in my mind <laughs> And I need to check it out. So I'm thinking you're thinking and feeling X or Y. So I need to be really curious with you. Mm. Not make that assumption that when I walked in the room, as, as this is what happens, somebody looks at me in a, a certain way and they're either thinking, why aren't she smiling today? Or, or she looks miserable or she looks like she's got it on her. You know, so I'm not mm. going to speak to her because if I do, she might snap up me, she might blow, she might, you know, so rather than, making that assumption and have that certainty in my own mind, I need to be curious and check it out. I like that. I like that and, a lot. Yeah. And I, and I think that's something I'm very comfortable and confident to do as a, as a clinician, as an individual, as a person. It's interesting. I've just had this conversation with Ethan upstairs because he's doing some um, online security um, safety training at school mm -hmm. through the NSPCC and I was asking him today what, what what they've been doing and he said oh I was doing this exercise about what makes us a good friend and I thought well, that's interesting and I said what what do you think makes you a good friend then and he said well I'm kind and I, I'm caring and I said okay and I said what else and he said I think about people and I said oh, okay and I said in, in what way would how how do, and I said to him how, so how do you how do you do you think other people think that you think about people? And he, and he was a bit like, oh, I think so. And I said, well, how do you know? He says, because they're my friends and they wouldn't want to be my friend, would they, if I, if I didn't care about them or think about them? And I was like, okay. And I said, what do you think makes mummy a good friend? And he says, the same. I think you're caring and you care about people. He says, but you listen. Mm. and Andy said and it was interesting because he said you listen and and he was a bit hesitant and I said what, what's the end Ethan and he said he said oh it's a bit weird he says but when you listen you hear me and I thought wow yeah, you know that's powerful but, yeah and he said because I know you've been talking to me it was so funny because I know you've been talking to me tonight he says but I didn't hear everything I could. I was listening, but I didn't hear anything. And I says, "And why was that?" And he says, "Because I was thinking about that game I've just uploaded, and seeing how many people might have looked, you know." And, and I thought, "Wow, that's so interesting, isn't it?" Very it's insightful. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. But but it is about checking out. It it is that. It's about checking out, not making those assumptions. And we talk in mentalization of, of as coming from the position of not knowing. Mm. So we talk about a not knowing stance being curious, being inquisitive, ask those questions. And for those individuals that 
oh god they're so frightened of being able to do that for the fear of judgment or ridicule or well well well, i mean that's it's terrifying isn't it because you see because you can see everything as a danger and i know there's people listening to this that that actually absolutely walk through the world in that way and it's a it's a very scary place to be um and it is a very i used that word powerful a minute ago but it is it's a very powerful thing to be able to listen to this and try Mm -hmm. to do it so, you know, just try to do it with somebody tomorrow, someone listening to this, you know, yes, yes, just try yes. it with someone that you either know or don't know. Just while you're talking to them, be thinking, am I making assumptions about what they're, what, have they got an agenda? Are they, you know, do I need to be fearful here? Should I be happy here? Am I, I heard this wonderful thing yesterday that I'm, I've heard loads of times before, but I'd not thought about it very much before, but which was just. When there's no pause between what someone says and what you say, that you're nodding, you know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, you're preparing what you're going to say. But you're not mm-hmm. listening. You know, when you're preparing what you're going to mm-hmm. say next. And it's, and I'm like, oh, I'm so guilty of that. And you could listen back to this and go, yep, he interrupted me there, kind of finished my sentence there for me. Like, but, but in, but in general, that it's quite a good skill to have to actually sit and properly listen so that you do get so that you do get a real sense uh, you know it gives you a better opportunity definitely but i think also in that pause it's not just the hearing it's the feeling it's it's the feelings that get generated and i think that's the other part of this when you know when you're trying to get your get make sense of your own state of mind is when you're in that narrative with somebody else and you you've got a very strong feeling that feels quite powerful it's it's making that differentiation between is this mine or is it theirs <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm feeling is this mine or is it um, am I get is something getting projected into me and checking that out you know and what I might say is you've got in my mind I'm feeling you know are you I'm I'm, I'm getting this real sense of of anger or, or sadness or a bit of disappointment frustration are you are you feeling that thinking that and when they, they say well no no I'm not feeling that that's like, okay okay well so what are you feeling what is going on for you right now and yeah. I want, and, and and you know, trying to make sense of that in your own mind. So I think there's there's quite a lot that goes off in in conversation, isn't there? That um, oh, I love it. I really well, the, do. Well, the one of the things that um, I'm going to have to bring it up because it's just hanging with me all the time is I've I've done a course in um, neuro linguistic programming. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so I'm kind of like. So and there's so many like lots of the things you're saying really like link in with NLP, mm-hmm. and 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 it is but and also there's there's something else that I'm going to have to say which is the the assumptions. I think one mm-hmm. of my favorite one of my favorite books is the Four Agreements. Have you heard okay. of the Four Agreements? It's quite a short book, and it's just and one of them is don't make assumptions. One of the you know it's these agreements to make with yourself and others is that. Um, yeah. do not make assumptions and I'm, I'm not going to remember the other four so I won't try and do all four but 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 that's the one that that, st- that stuck with me more than anything one of them is to be yes. your best be the best you can but yeah. that don't make assumptions is huge because you can walk into a room and in fact I've got an example I did a peer-to-peer I ran a peer-to-peer support group mental health support mm-hmm. group mm-hmm. and one of the sessions I was delivering um, there was a guy sat at the fa- at the front with just this face like thunder 
And I was trying to be my usual lighthearted self and saying, we're not here to all get each other down. You can share whatever stories you like, but and whatever experiences you like. Um, but, you know, they're, if they're positive, that's fine. And yeah. and I was trying to make people laugh and he was just faced like thunder. And then we had the like breakout session for the majority of the, the, the meeting. And then at the end of it, he came over to me and I was thinking, oh, here we go. And he went, that was brilliant. That was absolutely brilliant. I was like, really? <laughs> really? Like, and I yeah. wanted to say to him, you need to change that face. Because obviously petrified. Change... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I th- yeah, and this is it. He might have been thinking, please don't ask me a question. Please don't make yeah. me say something. Please don't make yeah. me talk in front of people. Yeah. And and yeah. so so I'm making assumptions. He's making assumptions. Yeah. And we're tripping yeah. each other up by it. Yeah. And, you know, and that and actually that body language Mm -hmm. is so Mm -hmm. much of our communication is in how is that is in that body language. And how we're seen, you know, unless somebody tells us, unless somebody says, do you (laughs) realise most of the time you look as miserable as anything? Or, you know, I remember growing up and and I have got quite a serious I know I've got quite a serious outlook, um, you know, and I have to be. It's interesting you open it saying, you know, I've got a lovely, you know, big smile and, and being very aware that I can look more, I don't know, not smiley. You know, people right. say to me, Jane, smile, it will never happen. It used to infuriate me. So I think I'm not miserable. It's yeah. just my face. I can't change it, you know. <laughs> but being, being really conscious of that because... Um, you know, I, I get at work with my patients. Oh, you know, when I first met you, Jane, that's so so typical. When I first met you, I thought mm, she's a bit like that strict school teacher, or right that that you know, it, it really is. But you know, once I get to know you and warm to you, you're you're lovely and you're kind and you're thoughtful and you're this. But that initial, you know, and I've learned from that. That's funny, you know? isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Because like, because actually, I can imagine that might be quite a good thing to have in certain situations where people you know if you're trying if you are being serious or telling someone <laughs> or being serious but yeah, um yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. but actually from what you just said yeah that that must be frustrating um I had a bit yeah. of an unfair advantage because I'd heard all about you before I met you so <laughs> so I never <laughs> <laughs> so I so I can't give you what my my personal experience yeah. was of meeting you and that never happened yeah. um yeah. but but yeah but, but but sometimes then you will go into social situations or professional situations with that awareness as well definitely and and think oh god I hope I haven't come across as being unfriendly or you know so you so you you, then that's a barrier for you to overcome as well isn't it it can be definitely and I think you know there's something lovely about working in in the in the environment I do where it's very much about how we're seeing what we see what gets triggered in each other and that you can have these very open and honest, I think, conversations about, you know, and I will, I put, I put my cards on the table every time I meet a new patient and I say, look, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm human. I will make mistakes. I might piss you off. I might upset you. But what I need you to do is tell me when that happens, because this is what happens to you outside and what happens to you outside when those things happen is you respond and behave in a certain mm-hmm. way that can be quite destructive or really not helpful for you. And this is an opportunity where we can, you know, and I've had difficulties with patients where they have misinterpreted what I'm saying or what I'm trying to do and they've been angry with me and they've walked off and I've said, look, come back tomorrow, or come back next mm-hmm. week. 
and let's listen to each other and work out what happened and what went wrong what you know and it's great because that's oh, what yeah. we need that's what they need to do and learn to be able to check it out and test it out because in their minds unfortunately they think they're wrong all the time it's something they've done and there's something that I have to say actually no I got something wrong at that mm. point and it's okay to get things wrong but we yeah. need to think about it yeah um, I, I think you know in terms of that taking that even like interpersonal relationships as well and having that openness with your yeah. friends and 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 family I think to lots of people that sounds quite scary, you know, because you don't, because you don't, people don't like being criticised for one thing. But I all, so quite a lot of the things you're saying, especially about your patients, mindset is everything when you go mm. into something, and assumptions are a huge part of that. And obviously, we've talked mm. about a lot, that a lot. But I do think that so. Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and with a busy day ahead. And my first thoughts will become will be stressful ones. Mm-hmm. You know, my first thoughts will be, oh, God, I've got to do that. I've got to do that. I've got to do that. And then the first conversation you have is like a kind of, yeah, just, you know, I just need you to get out of the way so I can get on with my crap day. You know, and it's and, and other days, like a Friday, for example, like tomorrow. It's funny, isn't it? There's a different feeling on a Friday when quite often yeah. if you if you work a Monday to Friday job. Yeah. There's a whole different feeling. People will jump out of bed. And even if there's a bit of stress there, yeah. the mindset is different. And you kind of, I yeah. always think, God, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if you could have a Friday mindset on a Tuesday? Like, <laughs> for some reason, you just can't. And yeah. and I think of it as being these, like, there are people that have, like, rose-tinted glasses. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that have got, like, shit-tinted glasses. And yeah. they just, yeah. Yeah. no matter what happens, you know, an event can happen. And the way that one person looks at it will be like, huh, that's happened, you know, mm-hmm. and then someone else will look at it and go, oh, the world ended because yeah. that happened there. And then they spiral that from mm-hmm. an event back into their world of, yeah, and he said that to me five years ago, so yeah. I must be I must be awful. Yeah. And that's exactly what we do in terms of how processes, we get them, our patients, to bring in events live events hopefully interpersonal events or even feeling states this is what happened and this is how i responded Mm. and we get the rest of the group to be really curious and talk about so you know get a sense of their mind the people that were involved offer an alternative perspective it's not about giving them solutions or telling them what to do it's getting them to think differently rather than this quite blinkered for want of a better word and that certainty and increase that flexibility of yes it could be this or that it doesn't necessarily have to be um and when you see it happening live oh it's amazing it really is you know and when they're coming back to you three four five six months later and saying when my partner walks in with a face like thunder I don't automatically assume, oh, God, I'm in for it tonight. Something's happened or we're going to have an argument or something. You know, I have to think what's happened for him today at work. Mm. I need to check it out with yeah. them. Um, and when you hear things like that, you think, oh, wow, because that's what's going to help within their relationships and make them more. Yeah, I, I, I love and I love that. I, lo- I love that yeah. word, that flexibility. That's what it is about, yeah. essentially, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. about growth yeah. and it's about yeah. being more flexible and it's about going, huh, 
you know, just because I know you all find this funny because you know her, the person we're talking about is Claire, my other half, Claire. And she's she, this is probably the only one she listens to this year because because she likes you. Um, but, <laughs> so shout out to Claire for actually listening to your boyfriend's <laughs> podcast. Anyway, um, Claire has this thing where her intonation sometimes doesn't match what she's saying. And yeah. and I so she, she said to me last night, I need to talk to you later. And I was like, oh, no, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> that was like, I was like, what have I done? But I swear she said it like that in a yeah. like northeastern yeah. accent. But she was like, I need to talk to you for about 20 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> right. Why? Do I, it's like very specific. Why is it 20? And then she went, because I really want to help you with your time management skills. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, right. like, calm down, Chris. You know, it's fine. And, yeah. and, and I said, I laughed and I, and I, to talk to her about it I said that's so funny because I said I thought you know I'm very rarely in trouble with Claire she's like the, the nicest person in the world but she yeah. but she was I was like well, I really thought I'd done something wrong because of the tone of your voice but yes. for whatever reason so it's so funny the way you can kind yeah. of even in that closer relationship of course yeah that way that you say things and the way yes. that more to the point the way you receive it is everything mm-hmm. isn't it and it having is. that flexibility of being like hang on a second just <laughs> ask the question what is it in 20 minutes, darling? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Being a bit so, more playful. Yeah. It is funny describing that the way you did. I, I know exactly what you mean when, you, when you're discussing how Claire can impart <laughs> what she needs to say at certain times. Yeah. Um, she's got a certain directness. But like, yes. there's this, but there's this kind of, but then, like I say, when you know someone, and yes. like, and of course, I knew I wasn't in trouble. I'm joking. Like, but I was, yes. but I was like, yes. what's what's going on? What? Yeah. And yeah. but because I know her, then the con- so the context, I was just kind of like curious. Mm-hmm. I had that curiosity that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and and I and and having that kind of playfulness and that ability to go, huh, that's interesting. And then yeah. rather than like having that fear, look, we've we've actually run out of time. Um, wow. But okay. I'm I'm so grateful for you coming on and, and like talking to us because there's there's loads there that people will benefit from. So thank you so much. Jen. No, it's been a pleasure, Chris. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for asking me. And I'm I'm definitely going to get you back on again because I saw something about um, that you're a specialist in attachment. And uh, and my goodness, I need some help with that with my six year old. So um, so thank you to you for coming on. And thank you guys out there for listening. As always, another episode will be winging its way to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye.